shadow work such a hot topic one of the biggest topics over in the sisters enchanted community and how we can navigate it how we can tackle it and make ourselves better for it i'm anna co-founder of the sisters enchanted and sit with me today for this episode of the expedition to soul podcast we know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast. I'm Anna, I am the co-founder here at the Sisters Enchanted, and I'm joined today by Nick. Nick is our astrology head teacher in astrology here at the Sisters Enchanted, our expedition to, not expedition to soul, our expedition astrology <laughs> class. He is our head teacher. And we are also just getting off of a live round of astrology fundamentals, which is our level one basic program as a part of our holistic witchery curriculum. And we're so excited to have Nick today as guest. Hi, Nick. Hi. <laughs> so, Nick, shadow work shadow work shadow work how can we look at our birth chart and astrology and apply it to some shadow work and help us navigate what that looks like use it to empower us give us the lowdown yeah so the greatest thing about astrology is that it gives us a blueprint for really understanding who we are why we do the things we do and how to really interact with the world around us in a very positive way when we're born, we're born at a specific slice of time, right? Uh, and that slice of time also has all of the planets and the earth and the sun all in a very specific position. What the astrology chart shows us is basically a blueprint of who we are. And uh, it shows us through the language of astrology, right? It shows us the light and the shadow sides of us, right? Each zodiac sign, each house, each planet, it has a very positive and a very negative way of acting or behaving or making us behave ultimately. Uh, and, but in reality, we're, when we're born, we're kind of like a fresh slate, right? We have, yes, we have our, <laughs> so fresh, our genetic kind of, you know, uh, background or our genetic kind of, you know, predispositions, predispositions. Uh, but our environment really, and our experiences really make us shape us and mold us. Uh, and so those experiences lead us to utilizing the set chart that we're born with, the planets, the the houses and the signs that we're born with in either a very shadow or light way. So one of the really the greatest part of astrology is it shows you that sequence of events that happens throughout life from when you were born. And it shows you kind of where you need to do the work on saying, well, you know, this is the intention I was born with of like the lightest possible version of me. None of us are the lightest possible version of us, right? That's what we're always working for. But <laughs> That's called light washing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, really, because like, who, who, can, who could like, yeah. um, so that like sometimes um, when, um, so there's shadow work and being very like aware of shadow and shadow work and if you're new here and you've never heard one of our podcasts on shadow work shadow work is about like thinking of thing like thinking about parts of your life where you react in a way that is less than ideal so for instance if you're somebody who always goes into being defensive or somebody who always goes into making excuses shadow work is like really in those moments 
when you're about to be defensive or about to be um, make an excuse or something that you stop, you take a deep breath and you change the narrative that you're about to say out loud or the thing that you're about to do. And you try not to result or not result, but fall back onto that behavior that doesn't serve you well. And oftentimes the people around you. And then beyond that, you can look at the stories of like why you're defensive and why you feel like you have to defend yourself or why you fall into making excuses, where that started, where you learned it from and acknowledge those and then do the shadow work regularly to interfere with that so it doesn't interfere with your life. And you never, you never quite like master shadow work. It's always a part of you and you take those shadows and they make you stronger um, because you learn how to navigate them better. And then on the other side, I said light washing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is kind of like a, a theme of things that really happen in kind of communities parallel, um, like witchy communities where everything is light and love. Like as long as you are light and love and as long as you are gra having gratitude for everything and always like the super positive, like you'll be just fine. And that's not realistic. And it's not a one size shoe fits all fixed to just be positive all the time because we're human. And sometimes we have moments where we can't be all light all the time and everything needs to be kind of in balance. It's kind of like the star Wars. You, you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously stick with me. Nick will know a little bit about this too. So I'm sure Nick will say something, but so there's the Jedi that we know originally, not really like Yoda, yes. Obi-Wan. Um, and they're like, the ideal Jedi. We live by this order. We don't let any kind of negativity, relationships, anything interfere with our one true mission. And it's very like crisp and clean. This is our directive. This is what we do. We allow for no faults. And if you have any kind of fault or we feel any kind of negativity or emotions coming up with you, up within you, you can't be a Jedi. And then there's the opposite, which is the Siths, you know, like Darth Vader. Um, and they deal in, you know, the other side, which is power, shadow, you know, darkness, doing things that aren't always in your best interest or other people's interests to get more power. And then when we learn more about Star Wars and that lore, there's actually a gray area where they allow for emotion and, you know, more um, feeling and more being in touch with intuition and the people around you. And the kind of inkling that you get throughout of all of Star Wars lore is that the regular Jedi were too light to, to be constant and good and to make good and to stand the test of time. And the Siths are too shadow, too shadow for their own good, too destructive, and it's not maintainable. And that really, it's somewhere in the middle that is in our best um, interest. Yes, right. To, to thrive, um, and to not be so perfect. So that's kind of... Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what Anna said is 100% accurate because it's it's all about 100 balance. 100% accuracy. No, the, they, they talk about the balance <laughs> of the Force. Yes. Um, and in the story that you see, they, the Jedi view the the dark side as having been out, Corrupt, out of balance. Well, out they, of balance. they they, they yeah. view the the dark side as having too much power, mm -hmm. so they feel that they need to gain power and gain control, and they do that. But then they make the force imbalance themselves. Mm -hmm. um, really, this is like so much. There's so much as like not astrology in Star Wars, but there's so much Star Wars in astrology because uh, uh, astrology shows you kind of 
the, the like I was saying before, the behaviors that you have, but those are your actions. And then you have the actions of other people around you. And it's understanding how your actions interact with the other people's actions and how you can make that that balance of finding kind of harmony within, right? Because that's kind of ultimately what we're looking for is in, in a, on a psychological sense is homeostasis and a sense of balance. And there's uh, that psychology degree, but <laughs> we're looking for a sense of balance within. And that's what astrology shows us. It shows us where we kind of, our intention when we were born of the light and the shadow, and then how we can create that balance within us and not react like Anna saying uh, in a shadow way to the actions of other people that maybe are really triggers for ourselves of our own personality behavior patterns, right? Um, yeah, so, uh, I was gonna say, so like on a really basic level, I'm a Virgo and in the really kind of shadowy side, that's somebody that can be overcritical, judgmental, um, actually not very organized because they're trying so hard to be organized that they cannot. And then on the other side, if it like the really like light side, it would be somebody who is never critical, never judgmental, somebody who's super organized, um, put together, um, like always almost perfect. And that's like not realistic to live with the expectation that you need to be perfect and always be perfectly on time and everything be perfectly perfect. And you're never mean, you're never judgmental, you're never critical, like you never do anything. And like that kind of sounds great. But at the same time, a, a Virgo who's kind of thriving and surviving might sometimes be critical in a time that they actually should be being critical so that they can navigate things a little bit differently. They're organized, but they're not persnickety. Like sometimes that gray area will, would leave for more free freedom of that person expressing themselves being a little bit more gray um, would be like the better, the more flourishing, I think, well-rounded individual in my yeah, humble opinion. I Absolutely. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. That's a, that was a great analysis of Virgo because Virgo can also be like, say if you have, you're around somebody that's totally messy and they're in your environment and you're overcritical of them, that's not going to make them feel good. Right. And yes. that's not going to be helpful for them in their own shadow work of why they're they're messy. So um, it's really understanding why where you're coming from, right? Is that you're overcritical of your own self and your own organization, and so that's being projected out onto others, and that's the shadow work, right? Yeah. And you can do this everywhere in your oh, chart, yeah. and I could do it for Aquarius, you know. Yeah. Hands down. Why don't you do it for Aquarius oh, real God. quick, just as an example? <laughs> hey, you volunteered as tribute. You may now. Yeah, so Aquarius <laughs> is basically, it's the individual within society. We're all individuals, but we all need to work together. Aquarius takes the ideas of different things, different pieces, and it puts them into a creative kind of understanding. The sign of Aquarius is the woman with the bucket. She pour, takes water out of the stream. She swirls it around with her own ideas and her own instincts and her own experiences and then puts it back into the stream and the stream kind of represents everybody else right um so aquarius can be very in a very similar way that virgo is critical of the organization of others aquarius can be critical of the ideas of others because they think that they have gained so much knowledge or they have thought through so many different things um so when they hear like a perspective of somebody else right? Or the accomplishments of somebody else. Like think of somebody that's like worked very hard in their lifetime and they've created this business and they're helping the community within their business that's surrounding their business. But the Aquarius comes along and says, yeah, well, you're might be helping that community, but what about the rest of the world? Are you going to help them too? Like that is that like 
that Aquarius over like over an analysis of what's actually happening right. because in reality that person has done so much work internal work and external work that they are helping the community at large it's just that Aquarius thinks that it has so much perspective and the the really light side of that is saying well look at all that work you did look at all this work that this other person has done we have, why don't we come together and work together to make the world at large even better right so it's understanding your own way of perceiving things mm -hmm. and then being able to set step back and say well maybe i need to attack this situation in a different way that's really going to be beneficial for everybody around me and that's that's the very aquarius nature um and then there's the immature aquarius as you grow up you are very much in that shadow side <laughs> of like thinking that you know everything and, and then they're done that <laughs> have you you have ascended you're, I have, well, you're on no, aquarius I'm not ascension. Light washing myself <laughs> no, 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 uh, no because <laughs> i definitely i definitely still think that uh i could be overcritical of others ideas mm -hmm. um but i'm i've learned to be very open and and honest with myself in terms of like what the truth is because that's ultimately the 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 thing about aquarius is that it requires an understanding of truth mm -hmm. uh it's ruled traditionally by saturn saturn is the truth keeper it's the karma keeper so what is the truth behind what this person's saying is there shadow work that they're projecting onto me and their ideas or is there a truth in what they're saying and can i actually make that part of the overall framework that i've been working on my entire life mm -hmm. and that's really why astrology is so great at like helping shadow work because it really lets you have perspective on points and energies in your chart and then you can kind of draw a chart of perspective of like shadow to light and like where the happy medium is there that is that is real <laughs> and and navigatable and is honest. honest and humble and lets you live a life that um is exceptional what was i going to say um it's like um something my mom used to always say to me is how important it is to love unconditionally um and not with conditions and mm -hmm. like to be able to look at your chart and look at yourself unconditionally without conditions feels very gray yeah. to me because that's like kind of just understanding like where you are in the spectrum of things so if you haven't, this is your call to action from Nick and Anna to look at your birth chart. And even if you just start with your sun sign or your moon sign or your rising sign to start looking at those spectrums and letting those themes and stories help you with the blueprint that it gives you on how to navigate your day-to-day -day life within the realm of shadow work, being your best self and like really locking into your potential that you were given yeah when you were first born i mean that's that's that was the snapshot they you said you came into this chart so as a lot of astrologers believe that you came to the chart choosing that chart yeah and that you were born with these light and shadows and that it's our job to remember who we are when we were born so true speaking of being born this is your last chance to get in on the pre-order for the Born Magic book from Sarah Waka, our very own Sarah Waka. Uh, so make sure that you're heading around um, to all the areas that we provide you with links and you get that book and you get that pre-order. It may not go into astrology, but it's gonna tell you that you were born magic and it's going to remind you how to 
be magic because you always were and you never lost it. So Nick, thanks so much for being here. Uh, and that was the Expedition to Soul podcast. And we hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platforms. So you never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the Sisters Enchanted. And we'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.